dollar sign, the Renaissance LV. Cash out, the dollar sign, the Renaissance LV. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited. And before we begin, we just thank God for all that he continues to do. Let us begin with a word of prayer. And please type in the chat, special prayer requests, financial needs, your blessing. The Bible says in Matthew, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things shall be added. Let us pray together before we go into our study. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, but we need you right now in the midst of the study to bless, to heal, to restore, to pick us up. God, we just thank you for how you have blessed us financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, but overall mentally. God, we need you right now and bless our facilitator, Mr. Corey D. Moody. Strengthen him in Jesus' name. Deliver, set free the captives so that their finances can move to different levels that we can be blessed as a family. Keep us close, oh God, and we give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce again tonight as we do every week, Mr. Corey D. Moody, certified public accountant, Thank you. Thank you. Always, always good to be here. And uh, I just smile every time I start this podcast because it just makes me, it just puts me in a good spot. And especially in the middle of the week where I may have already been working with finances and people and business and individuals, especially at this time, this is tax time. You know, right now everyone's getting ready for a tax season and getting ready to file their taxes. So there's a lot going on. So this is the time we kind of really start looking at our monies and wondering, hey, what can we do? What can we do better than maybe we did last year? And so what we're doing in January, we, we've been starting on kind of getting our budgets, our net worth statement together. And we kind of spoke about those, you know, last year. Uh, this year, you know, we're working actually on the forms that we... Um, gave out last year and you know, they're still available to you. And we're going to kind of go through those. Um, last week, um, we gave out a blank budget form and we gave out a blank net worth for form. I have those two filled out this week. And I'm going to kind of walk you through these forms. Um, you can get these forms, you know, you can just email me. I'll be glad to send them over to you. Just make sure you put a financial series in the subject um, so it doesn't go to my junk mail. I have that flag so I can receive it um, in my regular inbox. So please make sure you put a financial series in the subject. Anytime you send any correspondence or, or any questions that you may have. Uh, and again, I want to appreciate, appreciate you for, for tuning in and listening. And again, you can always reach me. Um, at you know Facebook, you can reach me on Instagram. Also, my website um, for the, the, the financial series is on CoreyMoody.Podbeam.com. You can catch all my my podcasts on there also, and also live on Facebook on Wednesdays and on the weekends. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in. And today we're going to really just kind of work. I'm really going to talk about these forms that. Um, that we have and really talk about, you know, you know what they mean, what the numbers kind of talk about. 
um, and how to work them. And even if you don't have the forms that I have and really just some Excel um, spreadsheets that I use that I have, but you can, use, there are so many apps that are out there now that you can set up your budget, you can set up your spending, you can, you know, you can set up your net worth statement or your, what we call in here, your value statement. So there are so many tools that you can use. And I'm one of those persons that believes we can have tools, but you still got to put the work in. And you got to understand what's going on with the tools that you have, how to use them. You know, one of the things you learn in construction is you're a lot more productive and efficient when you have the proper tools and you also know how to use them. You know, training is so important. So we're going, I'm going to walk you through these forms, not so much how to fill them out. You know, filling them out, you know, is pretty simple. But I want to just kind of show you what these numbers mean you know, kind of after the fact, you know, what is it, what does it mean, you know, um, with, with this number, how does this really work? How does it all kind of come together? And so that's what I kind of want to show you um, today. So we're going to work a little bit um, and kind of talking about these forms. So I'm going to kind of hop right into it. And, you know, right now what should be showing is this net worth statement. And it's filled out right now. And, you know, for those that are in business or, you know, you're familiar with business, you know, this is like a balance sheet or, or a statement of financial condition. Or if you ever filled out a loan um, with the bank, they may tell you, you got to fill out a personal financial statement. That's what this is. So you understand banks are asking when you apply for a loan, even when your mortgage and stuff, which you may not realize, and they may not call it that, is you're filling out a personal financial statement. Yes, you put your income, all your expenses. You know, they want to know how much money you're making, and they run these ratios. And you may have heard they got you got a back end and a front end ratio to see if you qualify for a mortgage. But they also have you fill out all your assets, your liabilities, and you fill out what is your net worth. And you may have never picked up on it, but this is the exact same statement here. And I'm just kind of breaking it down. And, you know, you got the blank ones last week. And again, you can get these forms any place. Um, again, and I have my email at the end of this podcast. I'd be glad to send it over to you, you know, so you can see them. But, you know, we, you have your cash, your savings, stocks and bonds, unlisted securities, unlisted security. Right in this in this um, scenario is let's say the value of your own personal business. So you say you have a business. This is the value of your business, and it's an unlisted security because you you're not on a stock exchange. You know you're not what's called a public company, but there's still value in the company that you may have that you're running. You know that is part of your net worth. And you, you, you saw me, we talked earlier or last year about the majority of the wealth, 90% of the wealth that people have, these billionaires, these and people about to be trillionaires real soon, the majority of their value is in their companies that they own. 
And a lot of them own a small piece, a minority piece of their company, you know, like five, two, three percent. But those percentages are worth millions and billions of dollars. So to be able to capture that is very important for you to understand that is part of your value, you um, individually. Uh, we have intellectual property. I mean, we have automobiles and intellectual property. You know, we've kind of talked about that quite a bit. Um, real estate and personal property. And a lot of times people think real estate, that's the biggest, you know, value that we have in that net worth. And, and it's not. Actually, the value of a business is the biggest value. And I ha have a chart, and I wish I, I would have had and if I have time to pull it up, I, I will. Um, if anything, I'll have it next week to make sure I show that chart so you can see, you know, that the majority of personal net worth is in, uh oh, what happened to my, uh, uh, uh oh, is, is in the value of personal holdings or your personal business that you that you run that you own yourself and a lot of times and if you're in some of my business classes you know one thing is I, I i tell people to stop saying well i just have a small business i just have a small business no such thing yes there are classifications that you can apply for loans and things that you know they say this is a small business loan you know, people may use that terminology, but don't call yourself a small business because all businesses start from somewhere. And as, as long as you keep saying that word small, you're going to always think that that nothing's applicable to you because it's a small business. And that's how we lose our value or lose, you know, the inheritance because we think it's just a small business and you know what happens is a lot of times they just become what we call lifestyle business you know our our business that we run that we own you know I've I've been in my own business my whole entire life my um adult life and I got I want to pass that value down to the next generation or I'm selling it to someone to keep that value or keep that legacy going on you know i have some valuable intellectual property that i've created in my practice it's not just about the number of clients but the technology the processes and the systems that has value and so the majority of the value in in, in the in the world is in what we hold in our in personal companies not real estate but if you just add up all your assets, you come up with the total. So this person here that says has $1.2 million in assets. Well, just because you have a million dollars in assets doesn't mean you're a millionaire. And they've kind of changed the definition of millionaire. You know, it used to be you had to have a million dollars in liquid assets or cash. Now they put it in net worth. So what you have to do, you have to subtract your liabilities. You know, your accounts payables, your credit cards, any judgments, any debt, you know, loans that you may have, um, your mortgage, 
you know, anything that you owe, you know, what you pay out monthly, you know, um, to, to a creditor or a debtor or a bank, you know, monies that you owe, those are liabilities. And when you subtract your liabilities from your assets, you get your net worth. And this is what banks has been doing to us forever. And we only fill it out because it's a requirement to get a loan or whatever we're trying to do. But I want to show you tonight how to really use this tool to your advantage. And this 861, this is something we want to continuously increase. So right now, you know, this person is worth $861,000. And I just got this as of the end of 2022, because the end of 2022 in December, you know, this person's going to be worth over a million dollars. And then the next year, maybe 1.3 and the next year, maybe 2 million. And you constantly want to see this number increase, this value. You want your net worth to continuously increase. And I'm going to kind of show you some things on, you know, how, how do you do that? Okay, so now we're looking at a budget. And I know a lot of times we look at a budget as a whipping board. This is just beating us, can't spend, can't do this, can't, you know, it, it's like can't, 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 can't. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you got folks telling, you know, parents, you, you know, no is a bad word. Don't tell your kids no, you know. Okay, yeah, don't tell your kids no if you don't want to. You know what you're going to have on your hand. But anyway, but... Actually, no is actually the most powerful word now in business because you got to know when to say no to back away from bad deals, bad transactions, time wasters. And if you never say no, you're constantly going to be saying yes to people. And on the other hand, I like when people tell me no when I'm going in to maybe provide a service for them. Because I want to know why they saying no. What value am I not offering for them to say no? So, but that no is very powerful. But let's look at this budget. And so one of the things, so we still in January, you know, we started, you know, uh, with $2,500, let's say January 1. And we've earned $9,000 so far in January. And let's just say we're on salary and we know we're going to make, you know, we're going to bring in $9,000 a month. Now, this is also cash flow, okay? So this is not, well, I, I make $100,000 salary, but you only take home $70,000. So when you fill out this budget, we're going to do actually cash that you bring in, not what's maybe on your W-2, because your W-2 is grossed up. You know, which that's before they take out taxes and all these other things. So what we put in for wages is this is actually cash that comes in. And this is what you want to do, you know, yourself. You get your total income and then you have your co total cash available. So your cash available, that's what you have or know what you're going to be spending for the month. Now, you may get paid weekly, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, monthly. You know, it, you know, everybody gets paid differently. 
but you kind of know what you're going to be earning every every month. Even if you're a sales on commission, you say, well, I never know because I'm on commission. Well, take your average for the last 12 months and then say, this is typically what I make. You know, even salespeople, you know, you know, they typically know they're going to make X amount of dollars a year. Yeah, you get bonuses and stuff, but you have a general idea. So, and, and if you uh, are not sure, I will always tell you be conservative. But in saying that, now we're going to come down to our expenses. And you look at the expenses I have here on the left. You know, the first one I have is tithe, because that should be the first thing we do is to pay our tithe. Okay, and right now I am just basing this on this cash number and, you know, for W-2 owners, you are supposed to tithe on your gross, but that's a different story. But for this, for these purposes, we're going to tithe just off of our, our wages, what we call in our cash. And then, I, you know, we can, we'll get into that a little bit later. But it's 10% of our wages. And also we make some, oh, you know what? This here, I may not make offerings of this amount every month. So I'm going to actually change that. I just realized this went every month. So my first fruits and offering, you know, maybe in January, maybe, you know, something every quarter, I may make an offering. So uh, then here's my, you know, rent mortgage or my food, electrical, gas, water, you know, I put, you know, golf, cable, eating out, you know, all the type of things that I may have or may may do. Uh, and, and these will be different for everyone. And you put in whatever you want to use for yourself. And one of the things I, I, I've always done is I, I print it out for the year and I kind of keep it somewhere. But as I pay my bills, I start highlighting what's what I've been paying to show that it's paid. So when I come in January, you, you know, 90% of these may already be paid or all of them may be paid. So all this will be highlighted because it's paid. So that helps you track to make sure you're paying everything. Now you see what the total expenses are every, every month. You can see what they are. And it's telling me what my cash available is. And that cash available at the end of the month is the same cash available I have at the beginning of the, of the next month. And you can see by the end of the year, well, actually, I, and this cut off, you know, I'm going to have right at $10,000 if I stay within this budget. Now, this is where I'm going to hopefully shake you up a little bit. And not think this is something to keep you in line to, to stop you from spending, but to show you how you can use this tool to really help you achieve your goals. And so we talked about goal setting at the beginning of the year. You know, what are some of the goals you, you have? You know, it's to, you know, be debt free or to pay, you know, 30% of your debt down. You know, and maybe that, you know, getting debt free is a three-year plan or two-year plan. And so let's say at the end of the year, I want to have $20,000 because I want to 
pay cash for a new car or something. Or I just want to have 20000 away because I want to do something, whatever. Whatever that number is. So when you're looking at the, the end here, you have a number. So what you can do now, not because it's a budget and somebody's telling you this is all you can spend and this is what you have. Let's play with this thing here and let's have this number over here. And what I'm going to do, let me see if I can pull up, see if I can pull up the actual um, spreadsheet for you. Just give me a minute, if you don't mind. We can get this up because I kind of want to play with this. I want you to. I want you to see something, and then I think will really help us kind of get an understanding of how this works. See if I can find it. I should have had this up and ready, but didn't. But just hang in with me, okay? We're gonna. We're gonna get there. All right, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to pull this up. So we can play with these numbers here. So if at the end of the year I want to have 20000 well, you can come in here and decide yourself what do you need, what can you eliminate to reach this goal. So now you become the master or the person who's in control of your destiny. Not because an accountant or someone said, here's your budget, this is what you got to do. You determine, you know, you know if, I, if I can maybe cut my lights off a little bit more or uh, put my utilities, you know, you, know, you might want to buy a thermostat that has a clock that when you leave during the day, it shuts down and maybe an hour before it cuts back on. Instead of during the day, it's going off and on. Or, you know, it's, you leave it off or leave it real cold when you come home, it's cold. But even, even at night, you know, when you start using, you know, technology to help, you know, monitor and, and help you with your finances, you know, things like that makes a difference. You know, you look at, you know, gas for your car. You know, what am I, you know, where am I going? Am I, am, can I cut some of that down? You know, can I cut down eating out? Well, can I get healthy when my medical costs go down? And you may say, you know what? I owe $4,000 in credit cards. Well, maybe here when I get to April, I'm going to pay those off. Now I'll start having some more dollars left. Yes, you're going you're gonna to lose this 4000 here, but you, you can make it up in some other areas that you choose to use. So you kind of become the master of your destiny by looking at these numbers. And you make the decision what you can live with, what you can live without. No one can, no one can do that. I got to make sure I'm sharing because I think I stopped. So um, I apologize. Um, you know, so, um, so, you know, when you look at these utilities here, how can I cut down on utilities? 
be a little bit better of monitoring your utilities at home. And one of the things we always say, especially in business, just because you can afford it doesn't mean you pay for it. You know, I know people who are not very frugal at all. They say, I can never pay more than $2 for a bottle of water. Just won't do it. I'm not saying whether you do it, but I'm saying is you create your own what's important to you. And you start looking at this and making these differences. Maybe you buy better insurance. You know, maybe you stop having late fees. You know, maybe, you know, just repairs and maintenance. You know, some things we can't control, but if we take care of things a little bit better, does it make, does it, does it change, you know, what we have? I'm trying to pull the, so I apologize again. I don't have that up, but so you can play with these numbers and, and, and make these numbers come to where, whatever you want them to be. And it's up to you to decide what you can live, what you can live without. No one else. And the better you are with it, the more sense it makes to you. And you can start reaching these goals just by you dealing with this. And hey, well, maybe, hey, in income, maybe I'll get a part-time job. So if I can get a part-time job making an extra $500 a month, you know, and I just put that money up, that's an additional $6,000 I'll have at the end of the year. And maybe you don't have time. But you decide how you want to do that. And a lot of it is what are the risks we are willing to take? And it's so funny, this is the end of the year or beginning of the year, and this is kind of audit season for me. And one of the things I do first, or auditors do on the front end, is plan the audit. And one of the things we do is assess the risk. What is the risk of their material misstatements on these financials? Because as an auditor, we can't look at every transaction to make sure that they're correct. And, you know, last week we talked about assertions. You know, we, 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 we make different assertions based upon different classes of transactions. What has more risk than the other of, of the numbers being wrong? We assess their, these risks. And what risk do we assess in our personal lives as it becomes, as it relates to our finances? What risk are you willing to take, not so much from an investment perspective, you know, putting your money in the stock market or into real estate saying, these are my investments. You know, I'm going to put it just in a savings account because, you know, you heard, I don't like taking a lot of risk. This risk is a little different. This is things that are done. What are the risks as an auditor? I'm willing to look at and not look at every transaction, but look at a portion of it. And if I look at this portion, I know pretty sure that these numbers are right. So I'm assessing the risk on where I'm going to spend my hours 
You know, if I got 100 hours on this audit, that we say, hey, as a firm, we got 100, aud- 100 hours to finish this audit. We have to decide how we're going to divide those 100 hours up. Where are we going to spend that time? Where, where are our big risks? And you look at your budget or look at your numbers, your finance the same way. What are my risks? I used to get laughed at. I guess I still get laughed at. But anyway, about, you know, when, you know, things were getting tight, I turned off cable. I start, you know, stop eating out. I mean, just so many things, you know, because I saw the numbers started changing. Like, hold on. We got to cut this off, cut this off, you know. But that's how we was able to get back off track. What are the things you, you, you're willing to cut out to take away from your, your lifestyle? And it's just temporary. You know, you know, I talked about the water. You know, what are you willing to pay for water or your utilities? You know, you know turn the lights off. You know, turn the heat down when you're not there or turn the air conditioning down. You know, you know, I, so what are you willing to give up? You say, man, I got to have a cool house or a hot house. I, I, I'm willing to pay for that. And it's no problem. It's not no right or wrong. But when you start looking at your budget, you start making those decisions. See, you don't let the budget drive you. You drive the budget. You assume and deal with the risk. So, you know, identifying risk or where our overages are, they're not a bad thing. Because it allows us and gives us time to design and and plan and, you know, kind of confirm the elements that as it relates to what we're trying to accomplish or, or, or the results, you know, of the risk, you know, whether it's a low, medium or high risk. And the, the, the more we can reduce the risk, the less quote unquote work we may have to do. The higher the risk, maybe the more work we have to do to verify or look just a little deeper. You know, you always heard the term, you know, you know, trust, but confirm and verify. And that's what we have to do. So you can confirm and verify yourself, but you got to look at this. And I think a lot of times we just get so afraid. Here's the reality. You're going to have the money at the end of the month, whether you have this or not. At least if you have this and you have this to work with, you have this tool, you can make adjustments. You can start saying, I really don't need to eat out. Or, you know, what I started doing, you know, when I, you know, when I would go out, I never bought a drink, a soda. I just like, I just drink water. I mean, that's two, three dollars at a lot of restaurants. You said that's just two or three dollars. Well, if you eat out a lot, adds up. But that's just the water. You really gotta get the is it the supersize? 
That's another dollar sign. So there are so many things you can do, but when you're looking at your life or your numbers in front of you, they start to talk to you a little differently. So I'm saying that, that you start feeling your numbers. You start feeling your life. What are you going to pass down? What is the inheritance that you're, you're, you're going to leave behind? You know, one of the things that, you know, I see so much is a lot of people in business, when they're done, the owner, the, you know, person who started the company, when they go, the company goes. Yeah, somebody may come in, family may come in and try to run it, you know, for a year, and they end up just shutting the doors. You know, we talked about inheritance. That's important to build in value for the next generation and the next generation. And you show them how to use the budget, how to look at this net worth statement to keep building that value. So when you're looking at, you know, just net worth statement, you know, and you start teaching us, hey, look, we're leaving this at 861,000. You got 20 years to build on this. When you gone, it should be worth 5 million. And you pass that down. But they don't know. We may not even know because we don't know what we're looking at. We just try to live the best we can. And I'm just saying, using these forms, kind of just brings it in perspective, not to beat you, but to teach us and to make us, you know, more involved and understand that, you know what, I can make this happen. And whatever these numbers look like, it really shouldn't matter. We just have, you know, we have to make it happen. So, I do want to, as always, I, I, I have to read something to you. And what you say, I don't have to. Yeah, well, I'm going to. So anyway, I, you know. But yeah, I'm going to read this. So this is Lamentations 5. And remember, Lord, what has happened to us? Look and see our disgrace, our inheritance, our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We have become fatherless, or our, our mothers are widows. We must buy the water we drink, or wood can be had only at a price. Those who pursue us are at our heels. Creditors, right? <laughs> We are weary and find no rest. We submitted to Egypt and Osiris to get enough bread. Now, there's one more piece, and I'm going to bring that up. <clears throat> our ancestors sin and are no more. That's when we talk about passing down that inheritance, you know? And we bear their punishment. 
Because why does every generation have to start at zero? Slaves rule over us, and there is no one to free us. And there is no one to free us from their hands. We can't even get loose. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the desert. So this risk, what is the risk? We risk our lives. We're here on earth. What are we gonna to use to reduce that risk, to pass that inheritance down? And it's not that these tools that I have are uh, the, the magic, because they, I mean, there's thousands of budget forms and net worth forms. This is nothing new under the sun. But I'm hoping that I'm showing you that if you use these, and not so much just to use them, but to understand how they can help and not tell you what not to do, but tell you what you can do to reach your goals. So, you know, we're going to be closing out January. So when we come back next Wednesday, it's going to be February. Have you filled out a budget? Have you filled out a net worth statement? So when we get to December, you know where you are. Because we have to have something that's guiding us to let us know what we need to do. So, you know, as we get ready to close this out, you know, this is some things I left last week and I'm leaving the same things kind of up, you know, to read Leviticus 27. But I also go back and read that lamentation. And what are the risks we're willing to take? Can we reduce the risk from high to low? Well, how we do that are to use the tools that are in front of us. Just use these. Not for no one to beat you up or tell you what you can't do. But these are the things you need to do to reach the goals. You know, athletes always set goals, what they want to do which is like a budget from a physical perspective. I got to do so many push-ups and laps and, you know, go to the weight room. I got to do all these things to achieve these goals. Well, budgets in this net worth statement is the same thing. It's just not for numbers. But now we have this tool that can lead us and help us kind of get to where we want to get financially and spiritually it helps us so i want to thank you for tuning in again you can we're here every wednesday at 6 p.m pacific standard time i want to put a special thanks to the renaissance fellowship and d edward cheney i want to thank him for allowing me to use this Wednesday check-in to do this financial form. And I hope this is really helping you uh, get through some financial, maybe strongholds we just 
you know, have problems. And we all struggle. It doesn't matter how much you know, you know, to say no when you know it's just not the best move right now. But, I, you know, check me out at coreymoody.podbeam.com. Check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Instagram. You know, I, I'm going to show you this. You know, you can always send me an email at coreymoody at moodybennettcpa.com. And just let me know, I, you know, how I can help you. And believe it, when you ask questions, it helps me also. Because you never stop learning. But make sure you put a financial series in the subject so it doesn't go to my junk. And I'll be glad to help and assist you in any of these forms and the forms you'll be seeing in the future. And I want to thank you for tuning in and you know, Pastor Cheney just, you know, is putting this on and allowing me to do this. And I hope it's helping. I want to thank those who are, who do respond and sing things in. But I promise you, if you use it, and I made this promise early in January, if you just work with these forms, I promise you, you will be in a better place December 31st. 2022. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you and have a blessed day.